0: It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Whether you're full-time, part-time, or just starting out, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips, and production habits of writers from every level of the biz. From best-selling authors to those launching their first novels, you're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. This is the Great Writers Share Podcast with your host, best-selling author, Daniel Wilcox.
1: Hello and welcome to the Great Writer Share podcast with me, Daniel Wilcox, where every week I invite some of the friendliest and most hardworking writers around today to join me on the show and discuss everything that makes them tick, roar and bounce. This is my first episode back since the little hiatus. I've been away for about, I think it was the end of November that the, the show uh, went on a little break and Christmas has happened, 2019 has happened, and I am now in 2020. I'm not sure where my guest is today. Um, but we are joined today by Luke Condor, who is a previous guest of the show and one of my favorite people of all time. So hello, Luke.
0: Hello. So it's been a hiatus. I always feel like that's more of a, like a low-atus, like it's, uh... <laughs> No, terrible joke, sorry
1: <laughs> no, I mean it wasn 't that long, uh so it could be a lowatus. um but yeah. yeah, I think as I mentioned in that episode there, the end of two thousand and nineteen was uh an interesting one for me, and mm-hmm. although uh, lots of things went right, there was um, a bit of a personal shift, i guess it's fair to say towards the end of two thousand and nineteen and uh yeah, that's all hopefully closed up, looking good, and back to deliver some episodes um I think, yeah. like I said there mental health seems to be quite a key issue with a lot of things at the minute and I yeah I'm, I'm not sorry at all for, for taking a few weeks off to to prioritize the things that I needed to but I didn't miss doing the show I really did um and like I was saying to you just before we actually came on the air uh, as one of my first guests actually the first guest on the show um I thought it would be prim and proper to bring you back to introduce what will be a bit of a different show this this week um in that the format will be a little bit different because we're going to talk a bit more just loosely around goal setting, how we look ahead to what we want to achieve in 2020, and potentially some systems we put in place to get there. How does that yeah. sound to
0: you? Yeah, it sounds good. Um, like you say, I mean, um, uh, life does get in the way sometimes. It can't be helped. And I think sometimes it gets worse when we're trying to act as if everything's normal, mm. like trying to do all the weekly stuff that we do, or the writing and the... Uh, Podcasting or whatever, um, and behind, like underneath that thin surface, is like a crumbling world. Uh, you know, volcanoes going off, everything's dying, <laughs> and shit's hitting the fan. And you just need to, I think you just need to sometimes admit that maybe things aren't normal, and you need to take some time to normalize again. Mm.
1: It's very easy, like you say, to get caught in in the rat race, just the things you always do, and. Yeah, definitely stopping and just taking that step back, giving yourself a bit of space, a bit of perspective, and just working out how to make things easier for yourself because you can dig yourself mm. into holes very easily and then sometimes you just got to pop, pop your way back out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because
0: sometimes with goal setting especially, I think um, people can be really rigid with them sometimes. And uh, is it worth pushing through those sort of painful I mean, months or weeks or whatever? To try and get the goals completed. I don't know if it is sometimes I mean, maybe. We always hear stories about success stories where they um push through everything. Uh like mm. uh, what was that the book you lent me? Um Oh it uh, can't hurt me. Yeah. 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 I mean that's a guy who pushed through everything um to get these like he I was thinking about the um there were a thousand no, he did like twenty four thousand pull ups in twenty four hours or something ludicrous like that. Yeah. Um he like ripped his palms off his hands but he carried on anyway yeah I think at some point it 's like mm, i 'd be okay if you just didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants a book that puts everything that you do to shame, read david goggins can 't hurt me um, he 's a fantastic guy. follow him on instagram it 's really, really interesting, but yeah, he talks a lot about uh training for the seals and running until his ankles and shins were basically broken, but still running yeah. by just taping himself up and you know, people take it to extremes, but you gotta, you got to um, learn your own limits. But I thought we'd start this episode, uh, as we say, it's the first one in 2020. And I guess the question I'd like to pose to you is, mm-hmm. what do you define goals as and how do you approach your goal setting when you're looking at the year ahead? Well,
0: so, I mean, um, I'm well, way more loosey-goosey than most people with goal setting. Um, I think some people have, uh, you know... I think it starts with like New Year's resolutions. Do you remember when you first started setting goals or why, what was the impetus? There? Actual
1: goals. Um, my, yeah. well, this is why I brought you on. So the first time I actually set proper goals was mm. the year that me and you first wrote, uh, our novels together. So it'll be 2016. Um, so this okay. is yeah. the fourth year of that cycle. And, uh, yeah, it was because I, I always saw goals as setting these concrete blocks that you had to sort of put everything into achieving them. And if you didn't achieve them then you failed yeah. and, uh, I don't know if your, your thoughts on this have changed, but it, it, the way that you described them to me actually made it feel better for myself, which was um, looking at the goals that you want to achieve over the year, but then almost mm-hmm. putting mini goals in every three months to try and achieve that, but every three months also reassessing that direction. So it's not always gunning for 365 days time. You're constantly moving those goalposts depending on where you want to go at that time.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of see it as like um, a sort of a shotgun approach to goal setting. So you um, the the larger the larger the goal or the larger the time period, uh, the more loose the goal becomes. So if, if you're talking about your life, some people's goal uh, life goal might be to live a creative life or find financial freedom or whatever that is. Kind of like a quite a big open goal. Uh, and then if you think about that, in the next ten years, you become slightly more solidified in how you're going to get to that point. Uh, and then if you think of year goals, for me that might be um, uh write two books or something like that uh, something quite open and not too uh like it's not like a word count per day sort of thing uh, and then i'll then I'll break that down to quarters so I know what I'm doing exactly for um, uh, the next quarter uh, and then at the point where it gets to the weekly goals, you know exactly what you're trying to do in that week and it's almost it's almost um uh less qualitative and more quantitative. You know exactly what you're going to be ticking off uh, if you do it anyway. You know exactly what you're going to be ticking off uh, for that week. Um, and i just give you a bit more freedom. I think if you... Because the worst thing is to stick to goals even if you're... I mean, even if you're, it's, it's just not servicing you, it's just not serving you anymore. So I kind of feel like you need to be a bit of fluidity because what's the point of a goal? It's, it's, to, it's to move you towards something that you want. And at some point you might realise that that's not exactly what you wanted. It's slightly, it's like a shift to the right perhaps. So you need to sort of build in that fluidity to um make these sort of changes as as you go. But um but also you need a, a bit a bit of, a just a tiny bit of um uh you know solid ground to keep you uh in the because mean working on stuff is hard. So you need just something weekly just to keep you um moving forward in the right direction. And not just giving up and saying, I don't feel like it tomorrow. I won't do it tomorrow. Um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a fine balance. It is a
1: fine balance. Mm. And I think it's, it's simplistic in nature. But then when you actually drill down to the nitty gritty, I think some people might get lost a little bit in the details. Or people, I know that myself, I used to start with the weekly part of it rather than look yeah. at what that end goal will be. Um, and then there's always a fear, I guess, that if you do give that end goal that suddenly you're constricting yourself and saying, okay, this is who I'm going to be in one year, five years, ten years' time. And like you say, actually being able to recognise that you haven't failed just if you change that goal, but what you have done is made progress, even if it's in a different direction to what you thought you wanted, you're making progress yeah. forward, which is which is important.
0: Yeah, we learn more about who you are, don't you, by doing stuff, by ticking stuff up. I always see all, all the stuff that we do, goals uh, we're ticking off or creative projects we're finishing um, all we're doing is trying to find out who we are as people, or who we're going to be. There's like a big sculpture out there that is a, a finished version of us. And throughout the years, the more stuff we make, the more stuff we do, we're sort of chipping away and carving away this sculpture. Um, and you you don't know exactly what it's going to be. You, you chip away a little bit, but then you realise, um, oh, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. So it's a learning experience. You sort of have to react. <laughs> Uh, to what's happening and what you're seeing and, and, and what you want to do
1: when you were originally setting your goals when you started this process how how did you approach this and idea how how was this how did this come about to you as a as a method of of aiming for stuff
0: well I mean so I, I don't know I think I started setting goals when I um it was maybe my early 20s I think what had happened was um I'd broken up with a like a long-term girlfriend I was wasn't didn't know where I was going to be in life. Watching My Name Is Earl. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching a lot of My Name Is Ill. And um, have you seen My Name Is Earl? Not for years. Okay, we yeah. know the, the the basic gist. He has a list. Mm-hmm. So it's um, what's his name? Jason. Jason Lee. Uh, he has uh, he's a terrible person, and he has uh, an accident. He Gets run by run over by a car, and as he's in the hospital, he makes a list of all the bad things he's done in his life, and he starts to tick them off. And I thought, no, oh, I just you don't need to sort of tick off the write down the bad things you've done in your life. But I liked that he was writing things down and then ticking them off. It felt like progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to do the same thing just in things I wanted to do just in the day, just, uh, write things I want to do and tick them off. Um, and I think that was just a good feeling to sort of, for someone who's so aimless for most of their life, it felt like finally getting a grip of, of, of things and, um, being able to sort of see, um, what was happening and sort of make sense of it and um, uh, start moving in in the direction I wanted to go in. Um, And then I I think it's just grown and changed over the years. I think I must have followed many different blog posts and many different theories on goal setting. Um, But then throughout the years, it's kind of solidified into what what it is right now for me. But even now, I kind of feel like, like, I don't think you should ever really settle. I think you need to keep it exciting. You need to keep changing and experimenting and testing.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, days where I was looking at sort of productivity tips and I kept seeing all these things about goal setting, about even in as much as write three things that you want to achieve that day and then go for that and working in and out of sort of office jobs, it centred around that and trying to make my day more productive. And I think I remember looking at, at these tips and just thinking, yeah, I could do that, but that seems like effort. Even though it's just writing three things down, it was something that I never understood how useful it would be to actually have that as part of, of what you did yeah. each day. Um, I'm not perfect. I, I still don't do it every day where I, I come up with three things, but I, I do most days. But like you say, the the minute you write them down, there is a sense of accomplishment that comes with ticking them off once you have achieved them, which again was something that seemed... I don't know why I was so resistant to it, but it seemed ludicrous mm. to be like, oh, if you tick something off, you feel like you've achieved hair." But when, I guess when you yeah. get to a point, particularly after you leave school and education and you're responsible for your own actions and your own successes, then it really becomes a thing of, okay, that's you being accountable to yourself, if no one else. And if you can hold yourself yeah, accountable yeah. to yourself, then that's kind of, for me anyway, the strongest way that I found that I can move forward.
0: Yeah, I think it gives you um uh sort of, a proactive approach to your own life like if you do write down things in the in the day because most of the time we go to work and we just react to whatever's happening in the office that day the emails that are coming in and there's hmm. loads of stuff that you kind of feel like i'd like to do stuff so, uh to improve or study or change things but that never happens if you're being in that reactive uh, state of mind you, you only start to uh, get ahead of things and start to change things how you want it to be when you start to get proactive and start to um, write down stuff you want to do and, and, and take them off. I mean, it's weird, it's like setting GPS coordinates and just because without the GPS coordinates, you have no idea where you, how to get to the place you're trying to get to. Like someone says, Meet me in London and you're in Manchester, um, and then you're just sort of finding your way around, taking a few wrong turns to get there. But if you just set the GPS coordinates, you know exactly what you want to do, you write it down. And you go, that's the direction. And I just need to go in that direction. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like such an obvious thing, but it is a little bit a little bit woo-woo in, in some ways. If if people don't do it, then I can see why it might be a bit like, oh, look at you trying to <laughs> try and improve yourself. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> mm. I think that's the thing no. I found uh, really interesting, and I guess we're gonna sort of we'll jump in all directions um during this conversation because I mean gold setting is quite a broad thing, but when it comes to knowing what you want and being able to write down what you want you are met with resistance and there'll be people around you who either scoff at the efforts you're putting in or and or just not so much look down your nose but people that don't do that that then judge you for the fact that you're doing that yeah Um, and i mean i've had that with a few people who have looked at sort of my line of of work and how i've kind of come on my author journey people at the beginning it was like oh it will never happen for you because of whatever odds and obviously me and you're at a point where we've published books, we've, we've mm. we're successful in our own rights. And the the people originally, I can now look back at them and go, well, their negativity was due to their own inner critic of what they should and shouldn't be doing. And they were just projecting that yeah. onto someone else. Um, and it's, it's sometimes difficult to take responsibility for your own direction. But I think it, it can be as simple as coming up with at least one thing that you want to achieve in the year, um, mm. which I think back in... 2016 that was the one thing that i wanted to do was write that that novel with you and actually get a full-length novel out which we obviously yeah. did in 2017 um and, and that happened so yeah i think being it's weird
0: isn't it it's yourself. like there is the woo-woo side of it where it's like cosmic ordering like someone's uh, putting <laughs> an, an order into the universe and they want it to happen and then um the universe makes it happen um and the, the secret is based on the idea that if you Think about something that you want enough. You write it down, then the universe will make it happen. Um, I think what's actually happening is, and I think it does. There is an element of truth to it, but I think what's actually happening is knowing exactly what you want just forces you to make lots of teeny tiny decisions in your life. Go to bed early so you can get the next day to write a bit more. Um, write down some goals for the next day, the next week. Lots of teeny tiny decisions. Read a certain book on a certain subject because you know you're going to be writing around that subject at some point lots of teeny tiny decisions that will move you towards that end goal so it's not the universe that's giving it to you but saying i want this from the universe and thinking about it a lot uh, does in a way get you to the same result
1: it's training your mind it's the same way that if you're looking to buy a car and you suddenly want a peugeot you suddenly yeah. notice all the peugeots that are going past because you've given yourself specific instructions yeah. to say this is what i'm looking for and your brain adapts in a way that it actually starts looking at ways to make that happen. Um yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean we're we're at the beginning of 2020. Um this episode will air on the 17th. So we're kind of halfway through January by the time this goes live. Hi, Future Dan. Um <laughs> but hey. what is your uh what is your viewpoint on New Year's resolutions? Because obviously you plan, you have goals. Do you look at New Year's resolutions? What's your what's your opinion on on those? I have themes,
0: so not no, not so much uh, new resolutions. Um, I tend to sort of work on themes on those sort of bigger scales. Uh, so, for like for twenty twenty, I wrote down. Uh, this is going to sound kind of lame,
1: <laughs> but <laughs>
0: um, but uh, I mean, you know, whatever sort of gets you moving in the in the place you want to go. Um, be a creative powerhouse. Mm-hmm. That sounds really lame. That sounds I what's it, good. I don't know. I don't think it does. A creative well, maybe powerhouse. It does. It's like you're going to slap people in the
1: face with brushes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what, yeah, so what I see that as meaning is um, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, like being the You're Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a the theme, I think yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, a, I imagine it being, in the way I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. being a sort of a business powerhouse and an acting powerhouse and that kind of thing, he does a lot and he does it very effectively. And he always seems to be having fun along the way. I kind of see that, but in the creative side of things, uh, for me this year anyway. So doing a lot, being effective with it all, being very efficient, uh, smiling, and uh, you know, being a powerhouse about it all. Um, I've also got an aim here, so do you, which um, do again me. is quite, do you, Dan, do <laughs> Daniel Wilcox. Uh, that's a, that's a, a aim every year, though, that for me. It's a theme mm-hmm. of my life. Um but no, do you so in the sense of um, you know, I think last year I was I found myself uh pushed off the path that I wanted to be on because I saw other people doing other things and thinking, that that's what I, I should be doing more of what they, they're doing, which is we all do every now and again. It's, um I think Joanna Penn calls it comparisonitis. Yes. Yeah. Where you see where you see other people's things and you think, I want that, like a, a baby with a toy or something. Mm. Uh but I think just reminding myself that like look. Everyone's on their own little path. that's fine. Just stick to whatever like I know I pretty much know where I want to go in with all this stuff that we're doing. so I just need to remind myself that this is the way I'm going, and that's fine mm-hmm. um, Also give less of a fuck, which I do give less of a fuck this year. I noticed I think mean, <laughs> last year last year we had a couple of hard months. Uh, my fiance got very ill at one point um, so I've just kind of realized um you know don't don't worry. Life is short, have fun. Life is short, exactly, yeah. Um, And then I've got, but like I said, I like the themes for the goal, uh, the theme uh, for 2020, those sort of three points. And then so beneath that, I have like uh, sub themes. so more live events, grow the other stories, run more races, um, do some YouTube videos, learn some Linux, uh, some Network Plus, which is some IT geeky stuff that no one's interested in. Um, Do some game dev stuff as well. But they're like uh, sub-themes. Um, and then below that when it gets to like the the quarterly quarter one then it becomes actual
1: goals when it's like mm. got an actual end point to them yeah I mean that, it's, yeah. It, it was crazy. then quite a few of our uh, our themes are quite similar right yeah do, uh, do you do me do, do Daniel <laughs> Wilcox yeah okay, yeah. 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 no pretty much I mean um, so I went down the lines of my, my big one is uh, go deep instead of shallow so yeah. I've realised over the past few years i've done a lot of varying projects along different genres different mediums i think what i want to do this year is find the things that i have fun with the things that um are true to me the things that will hopefully bring me the most success and really sort of dive in deep and sort of focus on that because i can't i can't remember where i picked it up from you know the idea of going deep as opposed to all the things going shallow and not really getting the reward yes um
0: Um, uh, what is it, a mile wide and an inch deep, or Mm. an inch wider than a mile deep?
1: Yeah, but really kind of drilling down on the things that are are, going to bring success and and happiness in life. Um, and that can go for work, for personal life, for everything. Yeah, um, another one just to smile more and have more fun and take life a little less seriously because, uh, yeah, that's like mine, don't give a fuck,
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, except I'm not swearing. (laughs) <laughs> and uh i like to
0: swear as much as that. that's another theme swear more swear okay. more
1: <laughs> yeah. swear fucking more and uh <laughs> yeah my final one is uh, to give more so just one thing that i've learned over the past few years about myself is that um i spent a lot of time focusing on me yeah and now i want to sort of give back and and not worry too much about if I don't know, like I'm, I'm buying a friend a drink or if I'm like helping someone out or just, just sort of actively trying to, to, to bring happiness to others. Um, and today was actually uh, a nice little example of that in which I off, well, I bought the older man behind me in the coffee shop his drink and it made him very, oh, very yeah. happy because he had an appointment later that day at the hospital and he was dreading it. So he liked the fact that someone was nice to him. Which
0: Wait, how did, how did that come about? What, so you saw him, a random guy. So Did I was paying for thirsty? my drink.
1: No, I was paying for my drink. And then I just, he joined, yeah. me, he joined the queue behind me and I just said, I'll take that and whatever this gentleman will have. Um, and luckily, it was an Americano, so it was quite cheap. <laughs> it's like, cool. oh, yeah, I'm buying this table of my 20 family over here, um, yeah. which I would have committed to. It would have been fine. But yeah, I think just as, as a broad theme, helping others, giving to others a bit more. Um, And that feeds a little bit into this podcast as well and really sort of knuckling down on bringing value to the listeners and to the patrons and anyone that kind of wants to to benefit from the show. So they were my... So the
0: the reason I'm flicking from my notebook is because you just reminded me of something I wrote down. Something. uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is from... um, Brian Francis Lattery. Uh, be careful that the scar doesn't swallow you whole or that the splinter doesn't pin you down. If you're feeling trapped, empathizing as fully as possible with the concerns of others could be what sets you free. And I think um, that's so true when you're feeling stressed or whatever. Um, if you just sort of focus on other people and try and help them, try and sort of sympathize with the struggles they're going through and trying to... And like I feel like giving people right advice, trying to help people with their publishing business and stuff. That always feels good when when you know it sort of um, is helping, I mean, I need to buy more people more coffees, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that just to remind me that I wrote that down yeah, like yeah. yesterday or something.
1: If you're looking for the next best thing to invest in, try investing in your long-term health with Forward. Forward is intelligent medicine with a personal touch. Their doctors are dedicated to catching top killers like cancer and heart disease early, which could save you tens of thousands of dollars in the long run. So invest in a doctor that's invested in you. Visit GoForward.com to learn more about how Forward can help you manage your long-term health risks for one flat monthly fee. That's GoForward.com. Similar to the Robin Williams quote, isn't it? And I'm not, I'm not in any way um, aligning myself with depression to sort of that mm-hmm. extent because I'm, I'm, I'm not depressed. or um, well, yeah. as far as I can say. <laughs> but the Robin Williams quote along the lines of depressed people often try to make others happy because they know how unhappy. Being depressed can be or I'm yeah. paraphrasing but that kind of sentiment um yeah that, that but like you say in that situation well done, yeah. yeah giving giving to others to to provide them with the happiness that other people might lack or yeah. yeah I think I think there's just a lot of uh there's a lot of negativity in the world right now and I think I want to just do my bit to alleviate some of that and, and make things better um yeah, yeah. but again these these aren't for me strict goals these are just uh themes and then particularly with the giving one and certain um other things i've now got myself a little journal so to yeah. proactively write these things down and to keep on top of uh, all the things i'm doing today my process uh, is i have a journal that i write in for three minutes in the morning three minutes in the evening okay. and within that one of the questions is uh there's a how... long hand yeah yeah. It with pe- yeah well it's actually I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes but it's called the six minute journal and it has sort of prompts and it's all quite yeah. nice it's, it's is a it really the white the white book it's kind of like uh, sil- light, light silver, gray. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the questions in that is sort of how have you helped others during the day? So I'm using that as a trigger to make sure that I'm doing something. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And then every morning I've, I've now got a new whiteboard, which I'll specifically list the three things that I want to achieve in that day. Um, and that's kind of my, my granular part of that.
0: Well, I, my granular part of it is um, something you got me doing. Um, the bullet journal. Yeah, a year and a half ago. This Mm -hmm. is my one for Cutter One 2020. Um, Can you just read the title of the front of the book, just for people on audio? Yeah, Uh, Here Be Bangers, Mm -hmm. Uh, Notes and Stuff, 2020 Q1. (laughs) Um, So this book is full of bangers, Uh, but it's mainly actually just the day-to-day. So, I mean, you know how bullet journals work, I'm sure. Um, Q1 Goals, launch one to five million. That's the number. I'm working on Pod UK, which is a podcast convention. TOS mini course. I guess we'll maybe talk about that today. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we can Um, talk about that. uh,
0: Launch. um, Oh, no, it says uh, TV TV option update. So I need to speak to uh, some people about a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Tax returns. That's always important. Uh, There's a a few running things and uh, an exam I want to do. Um, Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, What were you saying? Themes and goals. So what would you recommend to people who haven't seen the other side of what goal setting looks like, uh, don't really know where to start? How would you advise that they look at beginning? um, And I don't know, maybe you've got a couple of resources or books or people that you could point in the right direction of that could help people who who really want to make 2020 their year.
0: I would recommend... um... Uh, a couple of things i mean the bullet journaling is 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 good i mean i was doing something similar but not quite like this before um and yeah i i'd recommend I don't, I don't you don't bullet journal anymore do you but i do doing three the, spells but okay but the, the thing you're doing on the whiteboard is a similar thing writing mm. down the three things you want to do that day um so i think bullet journaling or just doing like you said just write down two or three uh goals a day you want to do small it could be as small as write 20 words uh or as large as you want them to be make them achievable i think is the thing mm-hmm. and also tend to have something on there that you don't want to do in the sense of there's normally always something in our lives um some admin tax return some accounting thing or tires on the car need change or something like that you just keep putting up you keep thinking i just don't want to do it so i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow try and tick one of those off every day because they will make give you so much peace of mind knowing that it's sorted and that you don't have to worry about it because it all takes up like mental bandwidth. It's all there lingering uh, and then it's stressing you out when you're not uh, expecting it to. Um, well, so I've, I guess journaling is a, is a big one for me because I feel like that, it's like a daily brainstorming session, a daily catch up with yourself um, to sort of remind yourself who you are, what you're doing in the world and what you want to be doing. Um, and also just making notes of the day so you can look back and, and see what, what you, what you've been up to. And if you're doing that, you can kind of tell if you're, um, doing the wrong things, you can sort of see, Oh, I've been, I did, I didn't eat a salad for lunch <laughs> three times this week, or I've not been doing that. Uh, so that you can sort of catch up with yourself and say, okay, I need to change that. Um, yeah. Journaling and bullet journaling um the big ones i think
1: yeah yeah i've got um i've got a few points here of things that potentially could be worth just people bearing in mind or looking at depending um because i'm i'm thinking about the people that are just literally this this is a whole new world um obviously there'll be people that are exposed to some of this but one thing that you brought up um that was was quite big for me was making it achievable so uh for people who have or haven't heard of smart goals if you're interested look that up because
0: Seriously Every. massive, <laughs> achievable, really tangential <laughs> and sexy goals. Yeah, smart much. goals.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so SMART is, do you know what the SMART acronym actually is? So,
0: yeah, seriously massive. <laughs> um, no,
1: it's, um, what, uh, secular. <laughs> no, Specific. Yeah. So uh, know what yeah, it is you, you want, go. get very down to detail, not just a general, I will get fit. Um, you could say, I want to lose 16 pounds or something along those lines, uh, uh, Actually, measurable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all there. It just happened that, uh, Christmas has just passed, um, measurable. So again, actually put in specifics of how you can measure it. Don't just put something loosey goosey. Like I want to feel happy. How, how do you mm-hmm. measure your happiness, uh, achievable, make sure that it's something you can actually do. Um, it's more likely that you'll lose half a stone in a month than it is. you will lose five stone, uh, realistic. Realistic and achievable. I feel like I've probably got one of those wrong. Um, look it up. <laughs> and T, which is... T is the big one for me. Team T is, ti- tea is time-bound. Um, yeah. And that's, that's one of the biggest things that when I actually started taking writing seriously was uh, what I'd probably say one of the biggest contributing factors to me getting anything done. Um, and part of the reason for me of us writing together and having that accountability and saying that we will achieve this by this date. Uh, and it might be arbitrary and you might not actually... Have anything binding you to that date and it could be pushed back, but if you actually just set yourself a date, you'll be surprised by how powerful that is and how much that can fuel you towards actually finishing the thing that you started. Yeah, do you have any additional comments on that before I go to the next one?
0: Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, um, I guess building in some sort of accountability that was a big mm. thing for that, wasn't it? A yeah, big reason that worked so well, and so maybe. I mean, I don't know how people do this. Maybe just make some sort of accountability Slack group or something, um, something to keep you uh, working in the in the right in the right direction. So, what, yeah.
1: one thing that I've uh, seen recently, just just going a bit further down that thread, is um, there's a person that I know who who lives where I live. Um, follow her on Instagram, and one thing that she started doing this year is documenting her mental health every day. So she's okay, trying yeah. to. Um, Find ways to make her feel better, identify the, the the triggers that are making her feel worse, yeah, and every day since january it 's been day one of documenting my mental health, a picture, and then just one or two lines of how she 's been feeling what 's been going on and although it doesn 't get many responses it 's one of those things that I kind of see every day and i 'm like that's that 's really powerful that she 's actually committing to doing this to being to making herself visible, so you 're not hiding from the world if you 've got any um uh, insecurities in trying to achieve what you're achieving. I think one thing that I started doing quite early on in my writing career was, was posting for my friends to leave me, um, sort of, uh, what's the word? Uh, stimuli, stimuluses for certain stories. So I'd ask for a setting, oh, yeah. of character, yeah. however many words. Um, yeah. and then I'd give myself a time and say, okay, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to have a story for you guys, post it live, not, not give too much thought about it. And that would just be a way for me to actually just get writing um, and I know that's yeah. what you did with your original podcast was using that kind of as an accountability forum to, to create.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The seven day story challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sure I've told people about this before, uh, did this podcast. And the idea was that on a Monday I would record and ep- put out an episode saying, I'm going to do some, a certain thing, a short story, uh, or a short film or what whatever. And then by the Friday, um, sorry, by the Sunday, I would put out an episode saying if I did it or not. Um, So it acted as a sort of accountability partner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's a great way to do it. I mean, um, people like Paul Teague, uh, John Cronshaw, who was uh, a previous guest of the show, and uh, there's another one recently that I've forgotten now. They they all have their little accountability bits. They just put something up once a week and that kind of keeps them in check on what they're trying to achieve. Um, Second point I've got here is... uh, that there, there is no end goal. So, although you are making these goals, and uh, the reason my head came around to this was you were talking earlier about ticking off the different things like changing tires or mm-hmm. anything. One thing that I always got bogged down on in my old day job was that um, I'd create a to do list and then I could never finish a to do list because there was always more stuff to do. So, I think yeah. the, the earlier you can get your head around the fact that things to do never end will be helpful. But just even in ticking off those things each day, you're at least working forwards and uh, yeah. you're, you're getting to a point where you're actually achieving stuff.
0: This is a big theme that I've been thinking about a lot, actually, fairly recently, that the road never ends. like There is no finish line to the race. Mm. You constantly have to... I think it was in the David Goggins' book that he was even talking about it. Um, we're always, we always have this thing in mind with Sol, this idea that we're supposed to work so hard to get that like perfect retirement or perfect life, um, and you work so hard, and then you get to a point and you'll finish it, uh, and then everything would just be good from then on. It'd be happily ever after from then on. Um, but it just doesn't work like that. And if you ex- if you expect those kind of results where you could do something, finish something, and then go hands off and just let um, just, just let whatever happens happens from there, then you become very, very disappointed very, very quickly. So just expecting that there is no finish, that all you can do is put as much effort as you can in and take pleasure in what you're doing in, in the in the day-to-day just try and enjoy it um, and try and enjoy ticking things off the list and and working and
1: improving yourself and your situation mm, definitely just enjoy the process it's if you can enjoy just the day-to-day then the rest yeah. of it all the rest of it doesn't matter um, like after the pennies and the parents will, will take reasons. care of themselves
0: yeah um, <laughs> it's like we, we always need to talk about um, celebrating the milestones as well I think that's a big yes. thing like if you do finish a novel or get a certain number of downloads or whatever if you manage to kick a football across the football field whatever your goal is if you celebrate take your shirt off run around the field then <laughs> whatever you want to do take your pants off who knows um, what's your goal should to be more
1: conservative exactly
0: yeah <laughs> uh, put your pants on finally <laughs> yeah yeah um (laughs) finally put her pants on (laughs) um so yeah just celebrate the masters uh, because otherwise they will just go they'll fly by and then six months later you'll realize oh i didn't really enjoy that win Mm. at all yeah Mm. enjoy yourselves
1: yeah yeah one thing that um i did pick up on earlier this week as well it's something i've never really given much thought to but which i think is worth giving people food for thought is that I was watching a video on why new year's resolutions often don't work. And it's Mm. uh, a principle which I've seen used sort of just in general with uh, self-development and and goal setting and everything else. Um, And it's something that I know that this might, I believe that this will resonate quite strongly when people set new year's resolutions, you're imagining a future person who you're going to be. So, you are projecting all of the things that you want onto this future version of you and what happens is each day you live as the present current you and projecting the things that you want onto strangers is almost like looking at other people and what they're achieving and if you're not actually associating that person with yourself and bringing that person closer taking responsibility and becoming mm. that person believing you are that person then yeah. then your goals are hardly ever going to happen because you're just going to keep waiting for that person to come to you instead of just moving towards that, that person. That yeah.
0: yeah. I think, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's kind of your impetus to create the change. Like you're, it's not gonna happen on its own is I think, um, I can't remember who we was talking about this a while ago, but there's a whole idea recently about being the, being the protagonist in your own story. And I think that's mm. great. Um, be, cause if you're thinking about a story, um, things happen. The character, the protagonist does something, and moves towards they try and they succeed or fail, but they learn something about themselves and, and the world at the end of the story. And then you go to the next story. Um, if you are the protagonist in your story and you're just working the same day job and you're not moving anywhere, you're just doing the same thing, not learning anything, just, you know, um, and is just, just stationary in your life, yeah. then you need to see yourself as the protagonist. You need to make a decision. You need to, uh, Find some sort of inciting incident. Uh, move through an entire act to find an antagonist. Punch him in the face, or <laughs> whoever, <everywhere, laughs> whatever that is. Um, it could be like a I don't know. If you're studying for an exam, the antagonist could just be that it's hard to study mm. for that exam or, or pass that exam, and all the challenges that um, that that introduces. But yeah, you've got to be the hero in your own story. You've got to mm. uh, you've got to be the, the force that creates the change.
1: Absolutely. Not nothing's gonna happen without without you you driving it. And since I'm going to go on the assumption that most people listening to this podcast are writers, a bit of practical advice for anyone who hasn't yet put pen to paper and and has always wanted to make some kind of career or even just write as much as a short story. It doesn't have to be these big, grandiose goals of of writing the next best-selling novel. It might just be submitting a a short story to a magazine. Start small. Um, I know that my my journey started off with writing, I think it was 200 words a day. And Mm. that felt like a mammoth task at the time and only in uh growing that that creative muscle and practicing you actually then start to build up that momentum but chip away at it a bit at a time that's all you need to do
0: yeah i think um getting the 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 wheels in motion is a difficult at first but eventually they do start to carry themselves and the momentum starts to carry you through the days eventually a lot of this becomes a habit uh so writing every day just becomes a habit and it's more difficult not to write than than to write if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, absolutely and if anyone is thinking of picking up the habit of writing in 2020 do you know of any opportunities where people might be able to uh put themselves in the ring with two authors and uh, learn how to write short stories when is this podcast going live the 17th so it'll be the day of oh no the day before no the sunday it's 19th isn't
0: it 19th yeah Mm. so so there if might still be spaces. This, there could be like one or two spaces left on the writing short horror stories mini course that me and Dan are doing. We've only done it twice before. Um both times. I think everyone's had a good time. Everyone's uh, produced work that they're proud of and they have created their own uh, creative habits. Um, yeah, so what are we doing? We're uh, taking people from coming up with a story idea, uh, writing the first draft of the, of the story, editing it. Polishing it, looking at the horror marketplace and where they can send it, sell it to, uh, where, where they can submit the story to. Um, past students include John Crinan, who's written on our uh, the Observed podcast, and he's written for other places now, and he's got a novella in the works and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, David Lines, yeah,
1: who's a uh, current patron of this show. So hi, David. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, loads, loads. of people have written for it. Uh, I mean, um, it's uh, it's a good course and. I'm quite happy with it I've done a lot of workshops and other creative courses that I've just always felt like they just don't i don't know it seems to be a little bit hands off for my mm-hmm. liking like this course because it feels like we are really hands on um and it takes a lot of me anyway't about you so oh, absolutely be this focus for this week
1: yeah i mean it's uh it, we're, we're not overly well it, it wasn't my intention to to plug the course, but obviously the opportunity is there for anyone who does want to get involved um and yeah it's it's a week long course on it's run through Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. We have videos where we'll sort of take you through certain things that we want to achieve each day and it actually uses some of the principles we've been talking about in terms of just particular things to achieve each day to work towards that that final finished story um and yeah we've had a, a couple of cohorts of of people on board who have come out the other side, not necessarily all horror writers either, but people yeah. who have yeah. come up with a uh, a solid story at the end that they're they're happy with and we're we're incredibly active that week sort of jumping in and just answering comments and, and helping people so um if you do want to get involved and uh, there are places left then i'll put a link in the show notes jump on over and get involved cool yeah man i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah it's gonna be fun yeah. so uh 2020 that's where we are now mm-hmm. that's when this is gonna publish um i think we've got a lot of work ahead of us to to make this year as, as fun and as successful as the last um definitely but yeah, we're not, we're not going to do the... Oh, i tell you what we need, do need to do just quickly is I do have a question from one of my patrons, which is Jen Mitchell. And right. we've, we've kind of addressed this uh, a little bit, but it might be worth um, just if there's anything additional to say on that, which is, when planning your goal setting for the year, do you leave room for unexpected opportunities that might pop up? My answer is last year I did not, and I suffered because of it.
0: <laughs> were well, you suffering because you didn't leave room for
1: other opportunities? no. I was very, I I booked up everything sort of to the letter and then when certain additional things came up or certain things fell through, then I I didn't account for those very well. So this year I will.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think uh, I like to leave a little bit of room open for serendipity. Um, I think that's why I like to not make uh, solid goals for the the next quarters. I like to get to the end of this quarter um, and then look at the themes of the year and what I want to do uh, look at the opportunities available as well and then see how um, I want to progress from there and make some solid goals so it may be serendipitous at the time but at some point you do have to uh, make something clear
1: and make a smart goal out of it uh, and then work towards it yeah I think it's always well it's a classic phrase isn't it? it's always better to uh, under promise and over deliver than it is to over promise yeah. and under deliver uh, and even if that's yourself that's if you're you should treat yourself how you want to treat others as well. So yeah, definitely try and give yourself just those pockets of breathing room and your method works. Luke. I've, I've been using it for a few years now and it's, it's solid. So the condom method, the will of another course. For that soon. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that's a good place to yeah. stop. Um, so yeah. is there anything else you want to say to the audience before you head off on your merry way?
0: No, not really. I think, other than to say um, that uh, I think we should all give Dan a big hug and a big, nice welcome back and, um, you know, listen, share the podcast and celebrate the wonder that is Dan Wilcox.
1: And same to you. <laughs> and I will, I will also um, add a quick thank you to everyone that did send messages uh, over the past few weeks and just reached out to me it's, it's meant a lot um, so thank you everyone and sure. yeah to everyone listening get your asses in the writing chair get on going and welcome to 2020 and I will see you next week there we go thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Great Writer Share podcast don't forget you can get early access to every episode of the Great Writer's Share podcast and the chance to ask upcoming guests any of your questions just by becoming a patron of the show All you need to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash great writers share and support the show for as little as $1 a month. One more time, that's www.patreon.com forward slash great writers share. Until next week.